I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What does Tom Brady mean to the Bucs? Well, start with five primetime TV games this season. The schedule is out, and the Bucs have a pair of Monday night games, a pair of Sunday night games, and one Thursday nighter. In fact, they have three primetime games in a row, we'll break down the Bucks' schedule and tell you exactly what record you can expect in 2020. And we've got your mailbag questions, all answered 100% correctly on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. So, Steve, uh, you know, we've been waiting on this schedule. And, and first, let's start with the disclaimer, right? I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, much less in September. Um, so, you know, I, the league went forward as if um, there was nothing to, to, to stop their momentum. They even, in fact, released the preseason schedule, which is extremely ambitious since that begins in the first part of August. Um, but I, I was it was interesting. You know, there are some things that are built into this schedule that gives them a little flexibility, like all the week two opponents have the same bye week, okay? So they can move those games back later in the season if they need to. In the first four games, every team has two road games and, and, and two home games. So if they had to go from 16 to 14, you can do that fairly easily. If they had to go from 14 to 12, they could do that as well. So there's a lot of contingencies in here, even though they weren't really spoken, at least by the league's program. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, I, I mean, five, five, you know, primetime games, they're the media darlings of the NFL this year, as many as the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs have. Well, they're opening on Monday night against the Falcons, correct? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was wrong. I know, stunning, I know, where some of this information comes from. Take it with a grain of salt, very large grain. Um, no, they they are not. They are opening, uh, and it is a, it is, you know, it is a, uh, a national TV game, but it's not on Monday night or anything like that. It's it's basically the second game of the doubleheader by Fox. And it's at New Orleans. It's against the Saints. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, the, of course, that's those two Saint games are marquee games. And when they play them again in week, uh, what is it, week nine, they, uh, they play them on Sunday night football. But to open at New Orleans, let's say that that game goes off, I mean, there's there's a couple ways you can look at it. One, um, it it doesn't really favor Brady in terms of his ability to to be in the flow with his receivers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. who knows if there's if there's preseason games, but this will be the first you know full speed regular season game with his new weapons, right? With throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and look, there are hard there are worse things. He's got Gronkowski, who he's very used to. Um, so I'm not saying that you know he's not going to know what to do back there, but Nonetheless, he won't have had much experience or any experience in in regular season game, whereas obviously Drew Brees and all the Saints players are extremely familiar with each other and Sean Payton. Now, on the other hand, let's say they play and the fans can't go. 
Well, that negates all of New Orleans' home dome field advantage, right? And that Mercedes-Benz dome, the reason they're so hard, in addition to having good players, they're hard to beat there because the noise. Um, you won't have to contend with any of that, potentially. Uh, you don't root for that sort of thing if you're a Bucks fan, but I think I think both those things are possible. So, But to open up with New Orleans, look, the Bucks in New Orleans, and I wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times, that's quickly becoming quite the rivalry, right? At least for the next year or maybe two, because you've got the Bucks and Tom Brady against the Saints and Drew Brees. And, you know, those two guys, of course, are both going to be wearing gold jackets five years after they retire, whenever that is. And then, as I mentioned, they they meet again in week nine on Sunday night football. But, you know, that rivalry has been heating up for a while now. And this just makes it, you know, even spicier especially when you consider that, you know, the guy that Brady replaced in Tampa Bay at quarterback is Jameis Winston. And it's not likely unless there's an injury in preseason that he would be playing at least in week one against the Bucks. But, you know, what was it, just a week or so ago he called going to the Saints, the Harvard Education and Quarterback School, and said he wanted to beat the Bucks twice a year, every year for the rest of his life, and that he won't have to learn to play quarterback by using Google. I mean, you take all those insults, right, and then some bad blood that they've had in the past when Jameis was on the Bucks team. I mean, remember uh, a couple years ago, it's been several years now, but, uh, you know, Jameis got yanked from a game with mm-hmm. an injury, I think, and got into it with Marshawn Lattimore, and then Mike Evans sees that, and he comes over and has a blindside hit on Lattimore. It gets him suspended for a game, and then mm-hmm. – they played later that season, and the Bucks win on a last-second touchdown pass to Chris Godwin, and then they go to shake hands, and, you know, Sean Payton's all hot on, at uh, Dirk Cutter, and he's pounding him in the chest and, uh, you know, says, hey, uh, you know, I got I got ticked off at that last game, and Cutter's like, I didn't see it, I didn't see it, and he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And, so there, and, and then you have Donovan Smith, who's been, you know, trolled before, uh, when he signed the the big contract, you know, and Cam Jordan um, was saying how how Alex Okafor has said secured his next three years of employment going against going against uh, Donovan Smith. So there's been a lot of a lot of words, you know, and and some some pretty good games. Now you remember the last time the the Bucks opened in New Orleans? Yeah, right. That was the the Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick game. Yeah. It's MVP. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, the first two weeks he was the MVP, and he threw for over 400 and had four touchdown passes, and um, that was unexpected, certainly. Now, you know, the one thing they're missing is the Bucks haven't been real competitive, that game notwithstanding. They've lost three in a row now to the Saints, and I think like five of the last eight or something like that. And, of course, they're the NFC South champs the last three years. So the Bucks, you know, haven't really pushed them very hard despite a win here or there. Um, and if you're thinking about Breeze and Brady, uh, Brady, Breeze is one of the few quarterbacks that Brady has a losing record against. He's three and two, or two and three, I guess, if you look at it that way. But Breeze is three and two against Brady. Two of those wins, though, came when he quarterbacked um, San Diego. Oh, that's and, going back a ways. Yeah, it's going way back. And then, well, so so does Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, both <laughs> of them. <laughs> so does Breeze. Yeah, one's forty-one, one's forty-two. What can I tell you? Um, so he has how long they played and then, but they haven't played many times. They've only, they've only met a few times. So I think, I think it's going to be fascinating. Obviously this is, this is the matchup that the NFL wanted to see. 
And look, I mean, it's it carries on with everything we've seen in the offseason. The Bucks are are the hot new team, right? I mean, I mean, when are you going to get a guy like Tom Brady to leave the Patriots after 20 years and come come to a place like like Tampa Bay and then get Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski to come with him uh, on a trade and then already have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all these players and so, you know, the networks are all geeked up. I mean, they they all put in their bids. They wanted to see the Bucks on a Sunday night or a Monday night. And, of course, they got the obligatory Thursday night game in Chicago. But the way this schedule sets up, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not sure that the NFL did them any favors. I don't, I don't think playing three uh, primetime games in a row with two of them on the road, I don't think that's a good situation for them. No, I, I agree. I mean, that schedule, that's that's pretty tough. I mean, you know, you're playing New Orleans at home on Sunday night on a short week. Yeah, yeah. You're playing Kansas City at home after a short week. Mm-hmm. You know, those are two of the best teams in football. Right. And you're getting both of them on short weeks. Now, it is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the three primetime games in a row at Vegas. Right. And at the Giants, which you get the extra day because that's a Monday nighter. And then, right. of course, New Orleans comes then a, home. Yeah. Then, a, but a, but then a short week to play New Orleans on Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, it's – yeah, I, I don't think the schedule – I don't think it did him much favors. Mm-mm. I mean, five of the first eight are on the road, which is tough. Um, they finished up, though, with four of their last six at home. And then the last three games – I mean, first of all, after they play the Chiefs, they got the Rams on a on a Monday night game. And then they play, uh, they play the Chiefs mm-hmm. the next week, I think. Then, then I think your, they have a bye, bye week. week. Yeah, you get your bye after Kansas Which City. Is, but if you've moved that week two game, if, you don't have a bye. Well, if, right? if, if so, you move that, you're going to end up with four straight home games. Right, well, that's true, too. Rams, Rams, Chiefs, Panthers, and Vikings. You're going to have four straight that's, home games if, if that week two does move to the bye week. And that would be strong. And then they come home and they play the Vikings. Um, then they're at Atlanta. Then at Detroit. And then home against the, the Falcons. So the Falcons, two of the last three weeks, which I really I have no idea how good the Falcons are going to be. They weren't very good last year, and they they split with them. They should have won the game at home. Obviously, Jameis threw that away at the end of the game, and the defense didn't play very well at times. So, you know, the Falcons have improved some, but I, I don't know that you'd pick them. Of course, you know this is the NFL. I mean, who the hell knows is going to win this thing? Who knows? Maybe Carolina will be, um, you know, match up better against the Bucks than some teams. But it's. Uh, you know that that Saints Bucks series though is going to be that's the money series for me, um, and I know there's a lot of other games in there. You know mm-hmm. we're discounting teams like the Rams. We're discounting teams like you know at Las Vegas won't be. You don't think John Gruden won't have those guys fired up to play to play the goat? <laughs> Knock if you're with <laughs> me. That's right. <laughs> you ever heard of the Tuck Rule, man? Some of you guys weren't even born. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you what the Tuck Rule is. Not tucking in your shirt, okay? I mean, it's going to be he's going to be on fire that week. But you notice so. how the NFL did this schedule with the the, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Is three of their primetime matchups are against the three biggest t- television markets in the country. That's right. They're at the Giants, got the Rams mm-hmm. at home, and at mm-hmm. the Bears. It's Brady yeah. going against the biggest TV markets on three well, of the five primetime matchups. And isn't that's that's what the networks are all about, right? They want to get as many eyeballs on their product as they can, so they go to the big TV markets. And yeah, you got one in New York, two in LA, and three in, or two, yeah, two in LA and three in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's going to carry 
he's going to carry a, a lot of the water for the NFL and this you've year. Got, you've got four 425 starts, mm-hmm. which is the doubleheader primetime window, or the second game window. Yes, second then, game, yeah. Then Detroit maybe moved to the Saturday, the day after Christmas, which would be right. a national game. They, they, move, they did that a couple of yeah. years ago. The Bucks moved to a Saturday. College football's last year, over. I think it was last year they did that. They moved to a Saturday. Yes. Right before, right before Christmas. Right. And then, you know, I don't know if they can flex another game or not later in the season. They could, I mean, potentially. I, there's a limit on prime time, but I think with flexing, you can still move another one beyond that. Good Lord, six games. I mean, they got five now. That's, and just to put it in perspective, they've never had more than four, and that was after they won the Super Bowl in, in the '03 3 season. They had four primetime games. But it's, uh, yeah, you know, the world has changed. <laughs> I mean, and not just with Wallace going on, but, I mean, the football world is, is just on its head right now. I mean, Tom Brady, a Buccaneer, and, you know, we've already had, you know, we, we've already had, the you know the free agency frenzy right and then mm-hmm. the trade of Gronkowski after that and then well I would think seemed to be a pretty damn good draft to be honest with you and and you know they got they got what they needed in terms of a right tackle running back wide receiver and such so you put all of that together with what they had coming back and you know I, I was listening to, to Sean Payton a little bit um, he had been on Get Up a while ago and. Peyton naturally has a lot of respect for Tom Brady, who wouldn't. But the thing that Peyton said is that, and, and he was like, well, you know, when you're in the business, you hear things, and we can, it's not a big surprise because we kind of heard the teams that he would be interested in. Um, but he did say that, you know, you got to prepare for the player who's really good. He goes, but more than that, he goes, what what you have to concern yourself with is what Brady's going to mean to that franchise. He goes, you know, it, it's it's how the impact he will have on, you know, getting those guys ready to place. Is the thing that's most troubling is that you just know he's going to raise the bar relative to how that team is going to perform. And he said he texted him and he finished his text. He texted Brady after he came here and he fi- finished his text with hashtag keep the cannons quiet. <laughs> he said he... <laughs> He kind of chuckled. He says, "But uh, he says, you know, in, in the one thing he'll do is he'll bring his competitive fire, and and every all that's going to elevate the entire organization." I think if you're a Buccaneer right now, certainly if you're a fan, but if you're if you're a player, you got you got to be so hyped about this, right? Like, you know, this is why you enjoy being in the NFL. Now, I think it's why the fans. To me, it's the the biggest thing is the fans. Your team, your Buccaneers. If you're a Bucks fan, is the marquee team on Sunday night, Monday night football, five times, right? Like they're the game that everybody's watching, and it's a and they're all they're all pretty good matchups. Some are great matchups, but that's you know that's your team or the second game of the of the doubleheader on Fox, right? With or CBS with Kansas City or um, you know New Orleans the first time. So you get to bask in that. You get and here again, let me tell you what happens with this. You're going to get the best officiating crews bar none they're gonna they're gonna send the best crews to those national tv games you're gonna get al michaels and chris collinsworth you're gonna get whoever the hell the monday night crew is i have no idea it was booger mcfarland and and joe testator but i don't know what they're gonna do with that position maybe peyton manning will do it um or somebody i guess he's turned it down uh you know so you're gonna get all these things and you know and for a player 
like players are creatures of habit. So this will be new to some to, to most of these guys, not to Brady or Gronkowski. But it's different, you know. There is a there is a a nice rhythm to knowing you're playing at one o'clock on Sunday. There really is. Um, it, it means you probably suck as a team, but you know that you're getting up at this hour. You're going to get to the stadium at this hour. You're going to warm up. When you start playing at four thirty, one o'clock, four thirty, then 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 Sunday night, Monday night, six days off, short week. You know, all of that affects your rhythm and affects your your routine and your routine of you know getting treatment for injuries of getting ready to practice all that stuff um, when you travel everything is affected so your rhythms are going to be off so these these players that haven't experienced this there's a real jolt that comes with it though because you know during the week they're going to notice a lot of media not local media but national media a lot of media a lot of attention a lot of interviews they're going to be pushed and pulled but it's all going to be cool because that's why you want to play in the NFL. You want to be a relevant team. Now, the other part of that is there's expectations. Tom Brady didn't come here to go 8-8. Eight and eight, And he didn't come here to miss the playoffs. He came here to win a Super Bowl. So that's where the accountability comes in. And that's what Peyton is talking about, raising the bar. Because these players are going to know week one, oh my God, this is Brady against Breeze. I can't let I cannot let TB12 down. Mm-hmm. These are the number one and two guys in all time passing lists, both for yards and touchdowns. And I better be on my game as much as he's on his. And that is what makes your team better. When you have a leader like that and somebody that knows what it takes to not only get there but win the Super Bowl, and right off the bat you're put to the test. So, well, you're going to have focus, you're going to have Buck and Aikman calling the call. You know that yes. week one. Yes, absolutely. It's on Fox. Absolutely. And and they'll be they'll be in town, you know, Jimmy Johnson or Terry Bradshaw or somebody from that from that crew, Michael Strahan will be in town that week to do some interview, mm-hmm. right? With somebody, a number of players. Oh, I bet ESPN will be in that week as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's that you know, there'll be a buzz. There'll be life. There'll be uh, electricity and don't forget now, there's some players on that football team that have experienced this, right? You got your Jason Pierre Pauls. You've got even in Domicon Sue mm-hmm. at times. Um, you know, but what's really cool about it is the nation of football fans will get to watch a guy like Levante David. Like I think I'm so excited for Levante David because he's one of the best players no one's ever heard of, you know, mm-hmm. outside of Unless you're unless you're a fan, a real fan of the game, but everybody's heard of Luke Keekley. Everybody's heard of Bobby Wagner. You know this guy is it has better numbers. You know since he's coming to the league, and he's about he's just an amazing player and a good guy, and has only made one Pro Bowl. Part of that is the voting is whack, but you know to get that exposure, you know Devin White. You don't think Devin White's going to come alive when he, you know, guy that played for national championships at LSU. Um, when they're playing these kinds of games. And uh, Shaq Barrett, you know, Shaq Barrett led the NFL with 19 and a half sacks, wasn't even nominated for Defensive Player of the Year. How's that happen? T.J. Watt, not J.J., T.J. Watt was nominated, right? So, you know, there's going to be a a big shine factor here. Um, You make a play on Monday Night Football, people will play it back, and they'll remember it for a long time. Sunday night, same thing. 
especially when Tom Brady's your quarterback. So I'm, I can't wait to see, you know, how Mike Evans responds, how Chris Godwin, how O.J. Howard responds. You know, O.J. Howard is one of these guys that has all this ability and for whatever reason just hasn't really put it together for a full year. And Tom Brady and Gronkowski in particular are going to get that guy. His his focus is going to be laser. I thought that's what he lost last year. Now, I've talked to some coaches or whatever said, it, you know, he, he's got a lot to learn that he's not an instinctive player. Like, you know, you have to be able to read coverages on the fly and see the see the rotation of the defense and understand, you know, the blocking schemes and, and, and sort of th- the things that you need to pick up quicker. But as he plays more and plays with Gronk, maybe that'll help. So I, I'm really, it's going to be, you know, a different building if we get in it. <laughs> and, um, but it'll certainly be different for the players and, and for the fans that get to watch their team. So, hey, uh, you know, Schedule day is always fun. It comes with a little, a lot of, a lot of anxiety this year, as as everything in life does right now. Um, you just hope that these fans get to see this schedule play out, all of it, uh, and at the very minimum that they get to go to the games or have the opportunity to go to the games, because none of that certainly is guaranteed. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool, uh, pretty cool night if you're a Bucks fan. Two more quick notes on the schedule. Last mm-hmm. year, the NFL sent the Bucks on the road for seven straight weeks. Yeah, they did. This year, they get five primetime games in seven weeks. <laughs> Brady, the Brady factor? Is that what you're saying? Bit. Yeah, just a little bit. You think they would have sent Brady <laughs> on the road for seven straight weeks last year? <laughs> no. <laughs> I still think they – look, I still don't think they did Brady favors. I No. You know, Tom Brady could have hosted the New Orleans Saints in week one, and he's on the road instead. But right? I, wa- I wonder – and this is my second point, in particular if there isn't a preseason, which we think is questionable. Who has the advantage? Brady, who hasn't really played much outside of some organized scrimmages or whatever with his teammates in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is New Orleans at favor because Brady hasn't had spent a lot of time with his teammates, or is Brady in favor because the Saints have no idea what's coming out? Because we're assuming it's Brady's offense, but there could be some new wrinkles and new things that – Arians and Leftwich are installing that New Orleans may, I mean, it could be, it could look different than what we're used to Brady. I mean, you know, I, I mean, Brady's still Brady. Yeah. But well, we ha- here's it, what it, we not ha- that you show a lot in preseason anyway, but if there is no preseason, you're going to see nothing. Right. Well, here's what we haven't seen Tom Brady with for some time. A lot of weapons. I mean, he has not had two receivers like the two. He's had Randy Moss, and he threw 22 touchdowns to him, right, in the year that he threw 50. Um, but he has not had, you know, a Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin outside. He's not had with a, a – With a Gronk. and an O.J. Howard on the same team. Like, he's had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez and went crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's had Edelman. He's had guys. He's had, you know, he's had guys, right? Um, uh, you know, all, all kinds of little slot receivers. But, you know, when you, when you add that many weapons, I mean, you're right. They, and then, you know, you got, get a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn that we haven't seen that it looks like a three-down back. And Ronald Jones will, will have to take a big step forward. And so they can look at all the New England tape they want to. They can certainly look at the Bucks tape. But how Brady's going to run it will be different than how Jameis Winston did it. And it'll be different than how Carson Palmer did it. Um, and yet he's got a lot of, he, I mean, um, the whole, the whole key to this is imagining, you know, 
Brady having all the answers to the test, and so does Breeze to some extent, although I think Breeze's physical skills have eroded way faster than Tom Brady's. And let's be honest, his shoulder almost came off his body, so it's amazing he played as long as he did. But I think, you know, when you look at when you look at Brady and you try to imagine him, his knowledge of defenses and, and, and his ability to get the ball out of his hands – but getting it out of his hands to that many playmakers, right? Play mm-hmm. after play after play after play after play. You know, check down, check down, shot play, shot play, check down. I mean, you're right. The Saints won't have seen that. They have seen Winston. They have seen turnovers. They have seen great plays. Um, but they haven't seen anything consistent. Now, I still think Brady will be better in week four than he will in week one. Mm-hmm. But there is an element. I mean, even – I mean, we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick go in there, you know, and believe me, they didn't expect him to throw bombs away at, at, at the Saints. The Saints were out there playing man coverage, you know, and Mike Evans just crushed Lattimore, and Lattimore had bottled him up up to that point in his career. That game that, uh, you know, that Evans got thrown out of, he had almost no catches. Uh, Lattimore was just, you know, sitting on him, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a real, it's going to be a real chess match, and and uh, but it'll get, you know, I have a feeling the Saints are are right about now are thinking, hey, wait, aren't we the division champs the last three <laughs> years? You know what I mean? Like, yep. uh, I don't, I, I get Brady's in town, uh, but you know, those are still the Bucks, yep. and we're still the Saints, and we got our forty-one-year-old goat, and he has more passing yards and more touchdowns than Tom Brady. Doesn't have more rings. Right, but he also didn't play for Bill Belichick. Well, here's one. So. Here's one way they did Tom Brady a solid. At Denver at the end of September, at Chicago early October, at the Giants early November. After that, the only road game on the road is at Carolina. But that's outdoors. Mm-hmm. He will not play in cold weather, barring the Denver game gets pushed back. You know, if they're lopping off week three. Is that the road games at the at Carolina mid November? Weather should be decent. Your last two road games are at Atlanta and at Detroit, both domes. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to get a cold weather game. Which yes. one of the reasons he wanted to come to some place like Tampa Bay was he was tired of the cold weather. That's correct. So they did him a solid in that regard. They didn't put the Bears late in the season or the Broncos or the Giants, where he could have you know had snow and whatever else. Right. Although, unless they get a polar vortex in November, like they're getting this weekend in New York, and that. Oh my God! Did you see that? Ooh. How crazy is that? By the way, what kind of temperatures are they talking about? I, I I haven't seen everywhere. I know that in Charlotte, where a lot of my family lives now, it was snowing. They're going to be in the about. They're going to be about freezing by Sunday morning, which means north right. of there, it's going to be a lot colder. With this, polar it's completely it's yeah. completely nuts. It's completely nuts. But you're right. Brady wanted out of the cold. Um, you know, he's all about plyometrics and, mm-hmm. and stretching and cold weather doesn't do anything good to your muscles. It just doesn't. Yep. Um, especially as you get older. And so the coldest game he would play is probably going to be about 55 degrees. Yeah. At Carolina in mid November or at the giants in early November, you know, right. you, might, you, might, you know, normally I'll even give you forties sh- or fifties, but you, you know, I'll even give you Chicago, which is unpredictable in early October could be could be in the 50s you yeah, know or yeah but you're not you're not talking howling, snow but, and no you know, no ice i mean Den- denver in september please you know mm-hmm. 
Personally, I'm a little miffed because I would like to see Denver in December so that we could go skiing, but yeah. that's just me. And even if they move New Orleans to the end of the season, if they push week one at the end, if they have to, it's at New Orleans, that's a dome. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's inside. So, you know, his chance of a cold weather game is slim until the playoffs. No, I, it sets up okay. It's just they got to make hay early in the season. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, it's, you know, we always do the, okay, week one at New Orleans, loss, week two against Carolina, you know, Win. you can do that and go through, go through the whole schedule. But, but what's the point? Because Tom Brady wins 12 games every year. Now he's done it with New England. Can he do it here? That, that's what everybody expects. But you got to remember that the Bucks. The most games they ever won in a regular season was 12, right? So if you sit there and you go, well, I got 10 wins. How many you got? You know, well, I got nine. I mean, like, he didn't come here to win nine games. <laughs> he came here to make the playoffs. Now, if nine games makes the playoffs, so be it. There's 14 teams this year. Say, so you do have seven teams per league, so. It won't be as hard. I would think, and I haven't taught, I haven't looked at a number in Las Vegas, my guess is that the under-over will be 10, just out of respect for Brady. And I can't tell you which 10, because there's some really tough games on there. Well, the one thing you, one thing you really do know teams. is that he's got a better division foe than he's ever had in the AFC East, in the Saints. Absolutely. I mean, the, the Bills have been better of late, but you know, for 20 years, the Dolphins, Jets, and Bills have stunk. Although they've struggled in Miami, for whatever reason yes. they can't yes. win down there. But yeah. But what I'm saying is the level of competition, even though they struggle. Oh in Miami, yeah. yeah. Oh, the AFC East was yeah. yeah, it was crap. You know, for two games a year, he's getting a better divisional opponent, and then you have all the you know the cross conference and and divisions you know that you're playing. But right. Yeah, and this year this year is tough because there's you know you know that. You're playing the Some AFC those, West, which doesn't help. The, the AFC West, well, the AFC West is okay. I mean, I think the Chargers is going to be a challenge. The Chargers won't be very good, I don't think. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. If it's mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor, you know, uh, I suppose they could do that. But you know, the rest, the rest of it. I mean, the Rams, the Rams are just a couple of years removed from the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's some good teams coming here. And Green Bay. I mean, good, you got you Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay. You got Aaron Rodgers. I. I mean, they won thirteen. They won thirteen games last year, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that they did much to help him in the off season as far as getting receivers in here. But I do know they won thirteen damn mm-hmm. games, and it's Aaron Rodgers. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be geeked mm-hmm. up to come to Tampa and play Tom Brady? No, in Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota was a playoff team. They won, a good what, they won what, eleven team. or twelve games last year, and and gotten and won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, there's. This will not be an easy road, even even with Tom Brady and Gronkowski and all those guys. But um, boy, it's it's uh, it's different, right? I mean, that's the thing you realize. Like the world has changed here with the Buccaneers, and you know, again, you you pray that everybody's safe and everybody can get past this god awful pandemic, and we can have sporting events. Um, I know they're talking. What was it, uh, Steve? Just to get off football, just for a second, they were they're talking about. Um, uh, Baseball teams uh, possibly be given some kind of uh, instruction to start getting ready, or they've told the players possibly. to start. I mean, it looks you know most of the leagues are starting to begin the process of opening up. The NBA uh, teams can start opening their facilities tomorrow or today, actually, in the podcast. Um, right. If you're in an area that can, I mean, there's certain you know I don't think certain Madison states Square Garden can, um, but if you're in an area that can. Baseball is preparing to start opening 
Um, hockey is, I think, pushing it back a little bit. But, you know, all these leagues are in the process of starting. Of, right. Okay, here's our plans for phase one, two, whatever phases it is. But it's basically starting to tell players, hey, we're getting close. Right. Um, you know, barring some big second wave or something that happens as, as the economies are starting to open up and states are starting to open up. But it mm-hmm. looks it's looking more positive that we're going to see games. I saw Taiwan. Their baseball league is starting to let fans in now. Well, is that right? They're limiting it to, I think, 1,000 fans per game. Okay. Uh, where everyone's spaced out. But I, I, I saw that where, you know, um, they're starting to experiment with that and see how that goes. So um, you're starting to see more positive signs towards sports returning. I don't think you're going to see fans in the stands here for a while. Right. But it'd be good to get sports back. Be good to get it back on TV. That's for sure. Um... You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Which, by by the way, and I'll just... uh with respect to Brady, we'll leave this this part of it here. But did you see? Did you happen to see the Zoom chat that they had? You know, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods are going to play um, as they did a couple of years ago, I guess. And only this time they're doing it with partners: Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And mm-hmm. Brady's going to play with um, Phil, and Manning's playing with Tiger. It was and hilarious. they're playing. Oh my God! It was the. I mean, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning could do stand-up. He's so funny. His delivery and his deadpans are just, like, unbelievably good. And Brady was good. Brady came back at him. And they all kind of took turns just, like, trash-talking each other. But this thing is coming up, I guess, uh, the end of May, May 24th, I want to say. Yep. Um, And uh, it's going to be on TNT and TBS and all the TBS stations, Turner stations. But it was... It was hysterical, and and Manning Manning started out by talk telling the story where he played at this course, and they have the Tiger tees, and he and he goes, you know, you remember Tiger? The first time we played, uh, I had my my football buddy Brandon Stokely, and he goes, we got to eighteen, and he goes, and uh, I was out of golf balls, I lost all my <laughs> golf balls, so I'm like, hey Brandon, I need a golf ball, and Stokely says, all I got is a yellow one. He goes, I can't hit a yellow ball with Tiger Woods. Are you kidding me? <laughs> So we're looking through the through the like the scrub brush trying to find a ball, and, and then he said, "He goes, but you know, he goes. The thing is, he goes, you got to understand that that Tom, you know, I would have liked to play this course someplace or played him somewhere else because, but um, you know, Tom can't leave the state of Florida after his B and E B and E arrest, his breaking entry arrest. But me and Tiger talked to the sheriff in Hill in Tampa." And with the ankle bracelet, he's allowed to to go and play. I mean, it was and Brady's losing it. I mean, and they're all just dying. But then Brady fired back. I mean, to his credit, oh, he also said he goes, oh, you know, typically I don't play very well, you know, um, but 
in this case, maybe it's a neutral site because you yeah, guys, I don't, you know, I don't play very I well at, pre- at Tom's house or at Tom's yeah, Tom's know. house. I, I prefer that this was, that this tournament was in Indianapolis, yeah, someplace where you're not, in Denver, you're not liked. Yeah. Indianapolis or Denver, Denver or, or Boston. <laughs> he goes, or Boston. He goes, because you totally betrayed those people and they hate you, you know? So he was so good. And then Brady fired back and said, well, you know, I'm, my game sucks right now, but I'm, I'm, I've been watching a lot of tape, a lot of tape of, of Peyton's latest matches, and uh, <laughs> and you know, um, hopefully he won't call the NFL and turn me in, you know, because that's like you know I don't know if he can do that now that he's retired. <laughs> so he was he was kind of like whacking on himself and 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 also on Peyton, but it was I'm telling you I'm looking forward. I hope we get to go. I'd like to go down there and and uh, and and cover the event. I don't know whether we're allowed to. It might just be one of those you know remote things, but. Um, but man, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, you know, you can imagine they're good golfers. I mean, I, first of all, how good would you have to be like, just not even good, but like how confident of a human being would you have to be because they're out of their element, right? They're not, they're not asking Phil Mickelson to kick field goals. They're not asking Tiger Woods, you know, to, to, to throw a football and, you know, do the quarterback challenge. I mean that, right. But, but to ask, Tom Brady or anybody to stand on a tee with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson and even try to make a swing and hit the ball. I couldn't imagine how much pressure that is, right? There's enough first tee anxiety when I go to the Chichi Rodriguez golf course. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what it would take, you know, on Tiger's own course in Florida and you're standing there and it's like, okay, you're up, big guy. It's like, what? Wait, what? Well, at least you don't I have the just, fans there. You're not in front of everybody. I mean, you got the that's cameras true. and stuff because with you know there probably would have been fans. But there will be there will be cameras because cameras. Of the, yeah, that there'll works, be cameras, but, yeah. but they're not going to be the fans lining the fairways like at a PGA. Yeah, event. because man, I everybody'd have to move way back. Like it'd be like nah, like not just behind yeah. the trees, but like behind the next hole um, because I'm probably going to duck hook one and nail one of you kids. Um, yeah, that's a lot of pressure, but they're going to pull it off and. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was it was really fun to listen to those guys. So if you had a chance, um, you can go. I, we we embedded part of it on our website, TampaBay.com, so you can go and listen to some of that too. Anyway, uh, we got some mailback questions, I guess. We're kind of running late, so maybe we'll split these up and do some of these tomorrow as well. Yeah, we'll get a few in, but we'll save the rest for Monday's show, so after the weekend sure. here. But we already answered a lot of uh, the ones. I know Craig and Jeff and Les had all asked some questions about the schedule, which we've kind of been talking about for the last half hour. But – Carl asked, what kind of pressure will we see in return to sports from bookmakers, Vegas, etc.? I'm sure nothing publicly, but I wonder if legislature's president has received consultations and friendly advice from some New York pals. Tony Soprano would be pissed at this. <laughs> Jeez. I want to be careful how I answer this because I don't want some guy at my door. I want to be able to start my car in the morning. I'm like... I think uh, pressure is a good thing. Yes, let's uh, let's get the bookmaking going. Um, put the tire iron away. Uh, I got uh, I got some money to spend here. Um, it look, you know, it's it's something I haven't really thought about. But I mean, how much how much is the popularity of sports based on gambling, right? And if there's no sports, I mean, I guess you can bet on Korean baseball right now. I don't know. I don't know what somebody that has a problem would be would be gambling on. Maybe when the games are actually going to be played, that would be a, a side a side bet. But you know, it's it's all part of the business. I think sports popularity 
We think about football in the NFL. You think about fantasy football, uh, fan duel, all those, all those things, you know, I mean, th- those are all, all important in, you know, the sports books in Vegas and, um, you know, all of that. So I don't know. Pressure is the right word. I mean, we're all sort of struggling with how to do this safely or as safe as we, as we can. But the, you know, again, without a vaccine and all this stuff, I, this is all this is all new new road, man. I mean, we don't we're just now starting to come out of mitigation. We don't know how this is going to work, but I'm sure as much as anyone, people legal, especially, but perhaps illegal, into the gambling side of things, um, are desperate at this point for to see some sports. So, and as much as they can use their lobbies or whatever those are, or influence, I'm sure they will, but. Um, I don't think they're any different than, than any other person that wants to see it. All right, Zach asked, with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Bruce Arians all together in Tampa Bay, do you think the Bucks would sign up to do the Amazon docuseries All or Nothing? I've always wanted the Patriots to do hard knocks or something along those lines, but Belichick would never allow it. What are your thoughts? Well, they don't have to do hard knocks because they've done it within the last few years. Um, there are some teams that might be forced to do it. As far as the Amazon, I mean, I know, you know, B.A. did that with the Cardinals one year. It was pretty well done. This would be uh, – certainly there will be interest. Let's put it that way. I mean, if you combine Tom Brady's first year out of out of a Patriots uniform, that in itself, right, is a, is a story um, that you could do every week. And then, you know, you mix it with what is just a – a crazy um, and perhaps, you know, unprecedented season with respect to when it starts, what games may be, may or may not be canceled, um, you know, when the Super Bowl will eventually be played. I mean, there's so many unknowns that, you know, certainly somebody that had a camera crew that wanted to be there every day could document a lot of things that when you look back on it years from now or even even this time next year, It'll be you know be great filming. I mean, we we've seen the popularity in it, and this was a bigger project. But you know, when you look at the last dance with with um, Michael Jordan, right? I mean, who wouldn't want that sort of access and that sort of ability to look at at, uh, at what went on behind the scenes of a season like this, right? With Brady in a new place, with new teammates, a new coach, new division. Um, challenges like he could have never imagined a new home uh his family i mean he did his own documentary tom versus time so he's not going to do anything that he's not a partner in but it would be it would be the season to do it i just i haven't heard that they've been approached and i I know i know they don't have to accept hard knocks so that's that's pretty much out have they announced hard knocks yet i don't know if they've announced where they're going i don't believe they have I haven't heard an announcement, so yeah, there's a lot of candidates for that, but um, they would not be one, so we'll see. We'll wrap up tonight on this one, and then we'll get to more of your questions on Monday's podcast, but Jeff asked, can you sponsor a Rick and Tom watch party of classic movies? Sort of like a director's commentary, but with Uncle Rick and Tom, The Natural, Field of Dreams, A Few Good Men. I think you're really missing an opportunity to capitalize on your Brady media equity here. Well, I don't know what my Brady media equity is, but I, I do know he's the gift that keeps giving because there's a lot of followers and, and a lot of people want to read about him, and that's understandable, and we're happy to do that. You know, look, I 
I was I was pleased. I always am pleased whenever Tom is on because I mean we did this. Steve, you put us together on radio for five years, and you know it, it, we didn't know how to turn the mics on or off, and and so we worked really hard at that. But our chemistry is really goes back almost almost twenty five years or so. Just doing this, talking movies, talking sports, talking whatever, um, you know, in the office, in different places, and on the road that we we traveled, uh, you know hundreds of thousands of miles probably together. So I, I want to have Tom on as much as possible. I know he's busy, you know, at, at, at pointer and, um, does his newsletter daily. So that's, that's a commitment, but, um, you know, look in as much as we can have him on, those are fun shows. And and I think, you know, the best thing we do sometimes is we kind of, we kind of morph, um, off of sports a little bit. Um, but we, you know, we've both been in the market a long time. We have a lot of experience and yeah, I, I don't know. I have to talk to him. I, you know, Tom's, it was funny cause while we were doing this podcast, Tom sent me a, uh, a text and he was taking, he was taking his workout jog or whatever he does at night. And he was like, you know what? I listened back to the show. And even though I knew what I said was, well, even though I know what we both said, it was pretty good. <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, well, you know, glad you enjoyed yourself. But, um, um, but no, humbly, uh, we did, we do get a lot of feedback from people and, um, Hey, w- you know what? I don't have an agent, but uh, they can call me if somebody wants me to do, do more. I'm always, I'm always available. We just got to get Tom to do a little bit more. So never say never folks. That's all I'll say is that, uh, you know, if the opportunity arises and if I, if I could have him, you know, if he, if he had more time, I'm sure he would do it. Um, uh, you know, we, we did it for a year every day. And, um, but now he has a new job and, and that has new demands. So we promise we'll get him on as much as he wants to come on. He has a, he has an open invitation, doesn't he? Most of the time. Yeah, that's true. Not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. We don't want him that much because after a while it starts to, not be after he makes there. a correct, correct prediction. We have to call him Nostra Thomas. We don't like those. You know, Thomas. And then he's any, he, and we get a, here comes Debbie. Downer. Oh, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you know, like every now and then it's just going to be that way. When I'm the positive guy, <laughs> that's a problem. Because <laughs> in life, not necessarily <laughs> not necessarily how that went. I didn't see it coming that way. When we got together on radio, I thought, well, I know what my role will be. And it turned out that he was more negative than I was. <laughs> so I had to be the upbeat guy. For whatever reason, I was Mr. Optimism, you know. See, and, things don't um, always go as planned. Sometimes you got to call an audible. Yeah, didn't didn't see it coming, but we we made it work, and it wasn't it was authentic too. It was like he was just darker than I was at times, um, which in real life it's the opposite. But uh, but that's the way it worked out as far as radio goes. I never understood that. But I'm watching the was. NFL Network; they're doing their schedule release. I'm, I think this is live. They're talking yeah. to uh, Vrabel. The Titans. He's still got that same Titans banner behind him in his house. <laughs> Does he have that weird guy in the no, suit? The no, blue he doesn't, suit? doesn't have those guys with him, but he's still got that banner up in his house from the draft from Jeez. two or three weeks ago, whatever it was. It's like hanging your Christmas lights <laughs> until March. What are we doing? Draft is over, man. Maybe he hung that thing back up because he knew he was going to be on NFL Network. I wish he would have brought the other two guys with him. It had been fun, better. I know. That dude off the John yet, or is he still back? <laughs> I'm not sure. If he's not, he's got some issues. <laughs> Right. Well, he had some issues. They tried to say that that's not what he was doing, but I, I don't know about that. That seems a little weird. We've there seen, was a lot going on there. We've seen that happen with a couple of reporters. Mm, 
Yes, it has. On, uh, that's why you got to be careful where your zoom is set up. Yeah, you saw, make sure you have the angles right. I saw this one reporter that got busted for cheating when a naked woman walked behind him during his live shot. No, that's not true. That's what I saw on the internet. It must be true. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Earl Thomas didn't even have that happen to him. Yeah, well. That was a scary, <laughs> that was a scary situation. I'm not going to get into it. You guys can go read about it. But uh, the Legion of Boom went boom. Let's put it that way. Anyway, uh, that's so we'll have more of your your questions, your mailbag questions on Monday, and of course, uh, talk a lot more about the Bucks and uh, the reaction to their schedule and anything else that might happen over the weekend. And we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back to talk more sports. So look, the NFL keeps rolling on, man. It's not going to stop. And hopefully, uh, in short order, here we'll have we'll have some golf. We'll have some NASCAR. Perhaps we might have even some baseball and NBA, and we're hoping for, for the NHL to come back at the end of June, maybe in July. So we're motoring along here. We're managing to, uh, you know, hopefully keep you guys entertained and talk a little sports as well. So for Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 